Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I want to be clear, I had nothing to do with it. Although, I kind of wish I did. Police in Phoenix are reaching out to the public for help in locating three suspects, one of which was not me, in stealing a 15-foot tall red spoon from a Phoenix area Dairy Queen. (laughs) I would love to have that spoon. And that's obviously why these three stole it. And it's completely wrong. Okay, completely wrong. They are having a new spoon made and apparently it's going to cost $7,000. So they're saying that this is grand theft and if, uh, there's a program called Silent Witness is offering a $1,000 reward for information leading to the arrest and or indictment of the suspects of this crime. All right. I mean, Silent Witness is a nonprofit program in Metropolitan Phoenix aimed at providing an anonymous means delivering information to police on non-drug felony crimes. Well, good for them. I'm sure they do great work. So they had a truck. They had a flatbed. You could see the video of the dual axle flatbed trailer. (laughs) Uh, So they're saying, hey, if you see someone driving down the street, with a giant red spoon hanging out of somebody's truck or in their garage, definitely contact Silent Witness. I mean, I say, yes, you absolutely should contact Silent Witness if you're sure, if you're sure that the 15-foot red spoon is the actual red spoon. If there's just a hint of doubt, don't call anyone because somebody wants that 15-foot red tall spoon in their man cave and I can understand why but to be clear I had nothing to do with it welcome welcome to chewing the fat so tornadoes on top of tornadoes on top of tornadoes there were at least 50 tornadoes that ran through Tennessee, Arkansas, Illinois, Indiana, Delaware, Mississippi, and Alabama. Sadly, at least 32 people lost their lives. Uh, The tornadoes destroyed towns and communities. Uh, Eastern city of Wynn, Arkansas, was the hardest hit. Governors in Indiana, Illinois, and Arkansas all declared states of emergency or disaster declarations to immediately open up aid. Uh, President Biden also issued a major disaster declaration for Arkansas to free up federal assistance for the state. Then I see an article that talks about the U.S. leading the world in weather catastrophes. Here's why. Well, it's because we're the United States. Hello. And it is the Earth's punching bag for nasty weather. The thing that struck me from this story is all the weather experts. If you want your kids to have a good gig in life, make them become a weather expert. Man, you started going down with the, We had uh, quotes in this story from the head of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. We had quotes from a North Carolina state climatologist. 
We had quotes from the director of the Hazards Vulnerability and Resilience Institute at the University of South Carolina. We had quotes from a Northern Illinois University meteorology professor and another quote from a NOAA social scientist who investigated the aftermath. Wow. So if you want your kids to have a, you know, a good gig, make them a meteorologist uh, and they will have a very, very good gig. And I mean, you need to come because in this story, they also quote a former president of the American Meteorological Society. And it's all because we are in Mother Nature's crosshairs. Now, I don't recommend uh, getting hit by a tornado. There was some some of the footage is absolutely devastating. Uh, my home was hit by a tornado and it is not fun. It is not fun at all. Uh, my home was not completely destroyed, but you know, a partial roof was taken off, damage on the inside because of that. And it's a scary moment when it's happening to your home. No question. I was fortunate enough that no one was harmed uh, physically, mentally. It was you know, a tough time to get through specifically for my daughter, but, uh, I do not recommend that for anyone. So if you are, uh, in the eye of a, of a tornado, seek shelter and be safe. It is not fun. Now that having been said, if you want your kid to have a good gig, <laughs> uh, weather is the gig to get. Well, weather expert is the gig to get. I don't know that you can actually become weather so just when we thought we were done with the Gwyneth Paltrow skiing court case as she won last week and the jury decided in her favor, they, you know, with Terry Sanderson, the retired optometrist, uh, saying that, uh, you know, Gwyneth slammed into him skiing at the Deer Valley Ski Resort, accident left him with four broken ribs, a permanent traumatic brain injury, he sought damages from the former actress initially asking $3.1 million. Uh, the judge dismissed that amount, then reduced it to three hundred grand, and he lost that too because uh, she countersued him for a dollar, which is what they ended up saying. Uh, he's got to pay legal fees plus the dollar. And the legal fees are not cheap. <laughs> not cheap. So apparently he claims that uh, while he is uh, you know, disappointed, at the uh, the outcome, uh, you know, uh, me and my legal team, uh, we're willing, uh, we're not quite willing to leave the case in the past. What are you going to file an appeal? <laughs> okay. Uh, good luck. God bless. Someone needs to tell uh, the retired doc, uh, let it go, bro. In fact, I'll do it. Hey, uh, Dr. Sanderson, this is Jeff Fisher from Chewing the Fat. Let it go, bro. All right. We're, it's, we're done with you. Okay, let's move on. Now, we did find out also that what Gwena said to him, remember we talked about how uh, she got to leave early and, and uh, she, on her way out, she bent down and whispered in his ear. I thought it might have been, hey, take a height, douche. No, it wasn't that. I thought it might have been, hey, uh, lifetime, uh, <laughs> uh, just use your use ski accident uh, for 15% off at goop.com. No, it wasn't that either. Apparently, according to him, uh, she told him, I wish you well, in which he said he responded back, thank you, dear. So a little, little less than, uh, less than fun than what I thought, but I wish you well is what Gwyneth 
said to him in his ear. She probably doesn't mean that now if he's going to appeal. Terry, this is Jeff, again, from Chewing the Fat. Wanted to call. Uh, you don't need to pick up the phone. Just listen to your voicemail. Let it go, bro. Speaking of let it go, bro, uh, in NYC, uh, New York City, what a you know beautiful city, the city of uh, America, America's city, is it? Well, yes, yes, it is. Uh, I know that uh, the district attorney, uh, Elvin uh, Leonard Bragg Jr., which is the, he's the district attorney of New York County, covering Manhattan. He's expected to, and he got the indictment uh, last week against former President Trump. And Trump is expected to turn himself into authorities uh, tomorrow. For those of you listening live, today is Monday, the 3rd of April, 2023. So tomorrow would be the 4th of April, Tuesday. Uh, he'll be fingerprinted and have his mug shot taken. <laughs> uh, he isn't expected to be handcuffed or led on a perp walk while they will be they will be bummed about that because they have wanted that perp walk for a long, long time time. We also learn at the time what the specific charges filed against him are. And I would say, Alvin, let it go, bro. And then we have another case where in New York City, I would say, Alvin, let it go. Remember uh, a while ago, uh, the New York City deli worker, Jose Alba, was attacked by an angry customer. And in self-defense, he fatally stabbed the man in the neck. And the district attorney, uh, Alvin Bragg, uh, charged him with second-degree murder and criminal possession of a weapon. He was sent to Rikers Island, and the public were, was rightly so outraged, and the charges were dropped. Uh, the bodega clerk was released. Oh, yeah, bodega. We were all about the... <laughs> We were all about bodegas at that time. And they spent six days uh, at Rikers. And Bragg's office admitted, yeah, there wasn't enough evidence to prosecute Elba. Uh-huh. Was there ever, Mr. District Attorney? Then we have this case in New York City where a parking garage attendant was charged with attempted murder after an alleged violent confrontation with a thief. The attendant was shot twice during the reported robbery attempt, but managed to wrestle away the perp's gun and fire back at the thief. <laughs> so, okay. So they've both been charged now. Ridiculous. The parking lot attendant, uh, Diara, uh, 57, has been charged with attempted murder, assault, and criminal possession of a weapon for his reaction to a thuggish robbery attempt. I, he, the report claims that uh, he was the criminal was looking into cars at a garage on West 31st Street. Uh, the security guard, Diara, suspected the man was looking for a car to steal. He asked the man to go outside and question him about the contents of the bag he was holding. The man, Charles Rohde, pulled out a gun. I'm sorry, allegedly pulled out a gun. And uh, Diara attempted to snatch the firearm. However, the gun was fired and shot him in the stomach and another bullet grazed his ear. He turned the gun on the shooter and shot Rhodey in the chest. So he wrestled the gun away or at least wrestled it enough to turn it toward the attempted robber Rhodey and shot him. Both men were rushed to the hospital, said to be in stable condition. So now they both have been charged. Uh, Rhodey was charged with attempted murder, assault, criminal possession of a weapon, and burglary. Huh. So the security guard was also charged with attempted murder, assault, and criminal possession of a weapon. 
uh, let it go, bro. That's my that's my answer to the uh, NYC district attorney, Mr. Bragg. Let it go, bro. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> All right, so I saw John Wick 4 this weekend. And I said on my Twitter account, at JeffyJFR, that I would give you my review of John Wick 4. (laughs) And that I've already written John Wick 5. So if you are aware of the John Wick franchise, you know that uh, Keanu Reeves plays John Wick, and he pretty much just kills everybody that are bad guys. And a lot of people get shot and they're moving forward and he's rolling down. The big scene in this movie, while there were a number of them, there were some great death scenes and shoot 'em up scenes. The big scene was this stairwell uh, going up this giant stairway. And they claim that uh, he, gave, uh, he gave t-shirts out after the movie because going up this stairway, uh, they you know, kill a bunch of people. But the, the stuntmen... Uh, are, they shot it in two or three nights. And of course you're using the same stuntmen over and over again in different outfits and whatever. So they all got killed multiple times in the film as different people. And so at the end, he gave t-shirts out to all the stuntmen of how many times they were killed in the movie. <laughs> awesome. Not just the stairwell, but the entire movie. Awesome stuff from uh, Keanu. That's good stuff. Uh, that's a prized possession. Uh, that t-shirt right there, how many times you died uh, by the uh, gunshot of John Wick or knives or however you died in the John Wick movie uh, multiple times. That would be awesome to have that t-shirt. And so uh, my review is it's another John Wick movie. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it. It's another John Wick movie. We talked about uh, him getting, uh, you know, hardly saying any words in it. And uh, how much money? It's well worth the money they paid for him. It's a lot of work. Kiana, whatever he makes for the movie is, you know, good for him. Good for him. Now, I guess if I tell you my idea for John Wick 5, it spoils John Wick 4. So I usually don't care about spoilers, but this is a pretty new movie. It's only been out for a little while, so I'm, I kind of feel bad if I spoil the ending of John Wick 4. I mean, the characters were great. Ian McShane, I mean, he is awesome. Uh, Lance Reddick uh, was great, and he, of course, uh, he died in the movie, and he died in real life. There, are, Oh, that's a spoiler too, isn't it? Gosh darn it. And so Bill Skarsgård is, uh, you know, the, the bad guy who is, uh, is awesome. There's been some great characters in this, uh, in this franchise and in this movie. Awesome. And it's just a shoot up movie and John Wick, you're just not going to kill him. Okay. He doesn't die. Except uh, I don't want to spoil it. I do though. I want to spoil it because I want to tell you my idea for John Wick five, because everyone thinks that there's not going to be a John Wick five. So I'll just say this. When you watch John Wick four at the ending, and you think to yourself, oh, no, it's over. It's not. Uh, I believe that it was a ruse. And the only way that he could be free was to do this. And so John Wick 5 will be him having to appear 
again that's just me though uh that's just me but when that happens i want my money okay keanu uh, call me. I'll help you write the whole thing. I've already written uh, the beginning for you, the beginning scene. Uh, we can sit down and we can do the rest, okay? So just leave it at that. I mean, Keanu's not going to get an Oscar for any of the John Wick movies, but it's a huge uh, income for Hollywood. It dropped down to number two at the box office this weekend because Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, took the number one spot uh, domestic and worldwide. Uh, this past weekend, John Wick dipped 62% at the domestic office, earned 28 million in week two, but also shot past $245 million globally. And the third sequel in the action franchise already made more than John Wick, the first one. Uh, chapter three, Parabellum, 327 million. Okay, so. Uh, this one will definitely outdo that. Anyway, got me thinking about the Oscars, which were, you know, last month. And I remember, I, I don't remember talking, I remember not talking about the gift bag that the actors get. Every year they get this big gift bag for the Oscar winners. And this year I was reading, I finally found a story on it that talked about the gift bag being worth about $125,000 this year. And they have to put a price tag on it because the IRS believes that it's taxable. So Lash Ferry, founder of Distinctive Assets, say, said he made uh, the Academy Awards, uh, once the nominations are announced, the process of delivering the bags begins. Okay, So the uh, they have to figure out, uh, since people travel, where they're staying, what fake names they're using, that kind of thing. But they deliver two suitcases <laughs> so the actors can stay, take their stuff home incredible uh two suitcases worth $125,000 I'm sorry $123,000 now it includes more than 60 gifts ranging from a $16 package of chocolate covered pretzels to a $40,000 visit to a luxury Canadian estate now I guess you don't take it all uh, I guess they give them to you in the little coupons or whatever but unless you use it I mean can't be taxed on it right and with their busy schedules uh, according to lance you know they don't all use the same thing like you get a nine thousand dollar three night stay at the uh, faro punto Imatore lighthouse in italy uh, and with you and up to seven friends you get a one square meter plot of land in australia through the pieces of australia conservation project that's valued at fifty dollars you get a $12,000 arm liposuction procedure from Dr. Sama Sue, promising to give to uh, promising to give women an instant lean and toned look with smooth shapes and perfectly defined contours. I mean, I'm in on that. Uh, you know, no, Doc, it's not just women, okay? I, I'm up for the liposuction procedure. <laughs> you get the Shinery Radiance Wash, which is a hand soap featured on Oprah's favorite things uh, that cleans your jewelry while you wash your hands. Oh, isn't that so special? You get a private hair restoration consultation with the leading hair transplant surgeon. Okay, so this is kind of misleading to me because I'm all you know, I'm about seeing the leading hair transplant surgeon, Dr. Alan J. Bauman. But this is just a consultation that's valued. The doc values each consultation as seven thousand dollars it's not a hair transplant it's like 
I'll tell you what you need. Then you can give me some more money. All right. <laughs> and you get uh, up to $10,000 worth of procedures from Dr. Konstantin Vasyukskovich, including chemical peels, laser skin resurfacing, and Botox. Plus, uh, my favorite and more in the store. I don't want to have them list everything. <laughs> Just tell me some of the big stuff and more. <laughs> so sad. Anyway, uh, that's some of the stuff that the Oscar nominees got, right? So it's not just the winners. There were 27 recipients of this year's gift bag. Jimmy Kimmel, Best Director nominees, Best Actor nominees, Best Actress nominees, Best Supporting Actor nominees, and Best Supporting Actress nominees. And so congratulations to everyone. I hope everyone was able to use what they needed. Uh, the one thing that I didn't say was in the suitcase, which I think would be fun. Uh, the biggest offering was a $40,000 three-night stay at the remote luxury property, The Lifestyle, in Ottawa, Canada. If you decide to visit the all-inclusive estate, You'll get to enjoy a fully stocked fridge filled with gourmet foods, an in-home movie theater, as well as the ability to drive a 1965 Shelby AC Cobra 427 Roadster, as well as a 2023 McLaren Artura. So, I mean, congratulations to all people involved. Then I see there's a new show uh, being shot by Netflix with Nicole Kidman and Liv Schreiber in a limited uh, series on Netflix called The Perfect Couple. That nah, might be good. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I like these two actors. Um, it's the adaption, adaptation, not adaption, it's the adaptation <laughs> of uh, Aaron Hildebrand's The Perfect Couple. And, you know, you have Nicole and Liv, which, you know, awesome. So, yes, it's about this Amelia Sachs is about to marry into one of the wealthiest families in Nantucket. Her disapproving future mother-in-law, famous novelist uh, Greer Garrison Winbury, spared no expense in planning what promises to be the premier wedding of the season until a body turns up on the beach. As secrets come to light, the stage is set for a real-life investigation that feels plucked from the pages of one of Greer's novels. Suddenly, everyone is a suspect. And they've got a lot of, uh, a lot of actors and actresses in this series that should be fun. I hope that this is actually um, not like... Glass Onion. And, you know, another Knives Out mystery. I don't want one like that. Uh, those are okay. Uh, they're fun to watch. The first one, Knives Out, was fine. Glass Onion was fine. But I don't want it like that. And I better have a better ending than uh, The Undoing did on HBO with Nicole. Because that was a great limited series as well. But the ending, very disappointing. So, Nicole live <laughs> uh you know call me i know you guys know what you're doing but maybe you know if the uh if there's an issue uh you need to you know call me <laughs> email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com i'll get right back to you and we can make this thing that much better Politicians will never let a crisis 
go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com and use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. All right, some FYI headlines just to get you through the day. And so when people say, hey, did you know about uh, McDonald's is temporarily closing its offices uh, this week and they're expected to have huge corporate layoffs? You can say, yeah, I heard about that on Chewing the Fat. When people say, hey, did you know that NASA is going to reveal four astronauts? selected to take a trip around the moon for Artemis 2, which is slated to take place uh, in November of 2024 at the earliest, you can say, yeah, I heard about that on Chewing the Fat. And I also know that these four astronauts, whoa, they get to take a trip around the moon. They don't get to leave. They don't get to land on the moon. And they, they don't get to do anything but take a ride around the moon. Now, I would like to do that, but as an astronaut, you'd think, well, that kind of stinks. I mean... Can't we just shoot me down to the moon for a little bit? No. No, not this time. No. And we don't know when it's going to happen either. We we're saying that it's going to happen uh, a little over a year from now, but it may not happen then either. But you guys will be the ones. <laughs> so congratulations to you. You could say, yeah, I heard about it. I'm chewing the fat. Also, we have the Masters. Uh, man, sports is all over the news. Uh, I didn't even... Oh, the Masters starts off this week. Uh, on Thursday, and according to reports, Tiger will be competing, which will be huge. I'd like to talk, we got to talk about the NCAA tournament. That's tonight. Uh, the men's championship is tonight. For those of you listening live, remember today is the 3rd of April, Monday. Uh, the men's March Madness National Championship is tonight. And we'll find out who wins uh, between San Diego State and UConn. Congratulations to LSU uh, being the women's basketball national champions as they defeated Iowa yesterday, uh, 102-85. to They were pretty commanding. It was a dominating win for LSU. Caitlin Clark was awesome for Iowa throughout the entire tournament, but uh, she did not win the most valuable. I'm sorry. She did not win the most outstanding player of the tournament. Why would you give the player that uh, broke the record for most points in a tournament in either men's or women's with 191 total points for the entire tournament. Why would you give it to her? You don't because she's on the losing team. You give it to Angel Reese, who was named most outstanding player of the tournament. And that's it. That's because you don't want to give the most outstanding player award to the most outstanding player. That's just silly because she was on the losing team. So... Get that through your head. Part of uh, the international FYI headlines, just know that Finland uh, will officially join NATO tomorrow. So I'm sure they're going to help out immensely uh, with the war on Ukraine. 
I'm sorry, with the war on uh, Russia and to Ukraine. I, I, I'm sure they're just going to help. <laughs> I'm sure they're just going to help. When you think of somebody you want helping you, it's Finland. Anyway, uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, look, I, this is You can count on your gas prices going up. If you've noticed lately, at least I have, the gas prices are inching up higher. Uh, yesterday, uh, Saudi Arabia said that uh, we're going to slash our daily output. Yeah, we're, we're, you know what? We're, we're giving the world too much oil. So it's a precautionary measure to help stabilize the oil market. Oh, uh, okay. So what about, uh, what about prices? Yeah. Uh, it could go up. I don't know. 26 a gallon, 26 cents a gallon due to the cuts. Maybe, uh, the national average is about three fifty a gallon now, so we're gonna have record high gas prices again, probably uh, this summer. Which is we had record high prices last summer. So hey, let's see if we could beat last year. Okay, <laughs> that'll be great. <laughs> uh, so apparently. Uh, the U.S. had said the world needs lower oil prices to help economic growth and make sure Russia doesn't make more money to fund its war in Ukraine. Well, that would be, I would believe that if we were doing everything in our power here in the U.S. to get more oil out of the ground, but we're really not. So I hope that our president won't decide to get more oil from our strategic reserves but looking at past history of this administration it would seem that if something is appears to be bad for the united states that's what we do so plan on seeing those gas prices go up so i see where congratulations are in order for nashville as uh, nashville topped the list of the wall street journal's annual ranking of job markets it was followed by Austin and Jacksonville for the top three, and they claim that tourism is uh, driving the hiring boom. Uh, the surging hospitality economy also helps cities like Las Vegas, Orlando, and New Orleans shoot up the rankings from the previous year. Then I see a list that tells me the top cities where inflation is rising the most. <laughs> Okay, uh, the, the cities where inflation is rising the most. Now, I would say that uh, I live uh, in DFW, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. And on this list, Dallas-Fort Worth, Arlington, Texas is on the list. And uh, there's no surprise to me. <laughs> but it's way, 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 way down the list. It's only number nine. Number nine in the top 10 of cities where inflation is rising the most is Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington. Yay. So at number 10, Houston, the Woodlands and Sugarland. Yeah. So congratulations to Dallas and Houston for being nine and 10 way down the list, way down the list. Now it's very disappointing to me. What was number one? What was number one and number two? <laughs> very disappointing. So we'll just do the countdown. Number eight is Riverside, San Bernardino, Ontario, California. San Diego, Carlsbad, California is seventh on the list. 
Atlanta, Sandy Springs, Roswell, Georgia is number sixth on the list of cities where inflation is rising the most. Seattle, Tacoma, Bellevue, Washington is number fourth. Well, they're tied for fourth with Detroit, Warren, and Dearborn, Michigan. Number two and three, well, tied for number two uh, and three. I don't know how that works. Tied for two. Uh, Phoenix, Mesa, Scottsdale, Arizona. And Philadelphia, Camden, Wilmington, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, right there in that Northeast corridor. And number one, the number one city where inflation is rising the most, Tampa, St. Petersburg, Clearwater. It's very sad. Uh, both places, I mean, Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, love, lived there for a long, long time, could live there again for sure. Philadelphia, uh, that neck of the woods in the Northeast Corridor, lived there for a while, could live there again, love it. Uh, never lived in Phoenix, although I hear it's gorgeous, although they're going to have worse water issues than other places in the world. <laughs> Uh, I'm from Michigan, uh, a little north of Detroit, though. When you, when you look at the look at the map, I'm from right here, uh, the Tri Cities, which is you know north of Detroit. And uh, the other cities. Have I ever lived in any of these other cities? Dallas. Well, I lived in Dallas, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, New York, uh, Newark, and the corridor. They're 14th on the list. So, congratulations to the cities where inflation is rising the most. And these findings were from. Wallet Hub, and I just you know say congratulations, and you guys are doing a great job. So as I'm uh, sitting here recording, chewing the fat today, uh, reminder that you can follow the show and follow me on social media, Twitter at JeffyJFR, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can uh, order a cameo from me, although that's not free, uh, at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on YouTube channel, uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I saw where Twitter updated its verified account definition. Uh, when you click on it, I have a blue check mark that was a legacy account. I'm, and I, I'm questioning paying for the blue mark. And this weekend, uh, Twitter says now the verified account. This account is verified because it's subscribed to Twitter Blue or is a legacy very verified account. So it's not just a legacy account anymore. It's either or, which is kind of weird. He said he was taking them away if you're a verified account and you're not paying. So, you know, so be it. I just found it. I don't think he will. Although, who knows what Elon's going to do. But anyway, as I'm sitting here, <laughs> as I'm sitting here talking to you, I see a story come across the wires of Instagram uh, from a Dallas, Texas TV account. And it says, cockfighting ring busted in Dallas after a shooting. Someone purchased a chicken and then later returned because it didn't fight very well and shot the seller. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. Uh, that's what you get. It reminded me of the story I read this uh, this morning about a family in California who purchased uh, this goat 
for their nine-year-old daughter. This is not a joke of the day, although I do have a joke of the day for you today. Uh, the child fed and cared for the goat every day and you know, bonded with the animal, which you know tends to happen. And then, for whatever reason, the family entered Cedar the Goat into the Shasta District's Fair's Junior Livestock Auction. This is an auction where they sell off animals who are then slaughtered, cooked, and or eaten. That's not a secret. Everyone knows that's what happens to the animals in this auction. And so they knew it was the fate that awaited dear little, sweet little Cedar. So then the family got cold cold feet and they wanted Cedar back. And they said, uh, no, 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 no. We entered the auction. We couldn't have withdrawn. He was eventually sold to this uh, to this man who for nearly $1,000, which really isn't that bad for a goat. And so then they said, no. Uh, you can't have it back. It's already been sold. So the last day of the fair, the daughter was saying goodbye to Cedar and decided to act. And so they stole the goat from the barn. <laughs> and uh, that breaks the rules and it's also a crime. So they take the goat in the night and they said, we're going to deal with the consequences later, which is what they did. So the, uh, the family offered to pay the fair for its troubles and they also, you know, they wanted to let the whole thing go. But the fair said, no, I don't think so. And so <laughs> they sent a wrong address where the goat was at. So the police showed up to come after and take the goat, but they went to the wrong address. Duh. <laughs> so then they got the right address and they rolled up and they took the farm. They took the goat from the farm. And so that's the end because... Then they realized that somehow between the person who bought it and them taking it from the farm, it was barbecued and eaten. So somebody owes somebody something. Now, speaking of owing somebody something, I get emails all the time. I don't know why I get them. I'm happy that I get them. Uh, I, I don't act on them because I know that these people just want my information. And I get it. But it's fun for me to think what would happen if I if it was real. Like I got this email this weekend from Vatadel Engineering, Taiwan Company Limited. Hello. Please, would you like to be our company's representative in USA? We are ready to be paying 8% commission on each transaction. Please get back to us for more information. Thank you, Sonny Deng, Import-Export Manager. And he gives me an address of Vitadel Engineering in Taiwan with phone numbers, fax numbers, and a separate email address rather than the one that it was sent from. So, man, do I want to respond. But I don't. I don't. I want to, but I don't. And then I get an email from Michael who wants me to use his joke for the joke of the day. And why not? You know what, Michael? Why not? I read it uh, to the family. Uh, Everyone kind of chuckled. So, here you go. It's worth a chuckle at best. No, I mean, it's worth, a, it's worth a chuckle at the very least, not at best. I mean, you're going to do more than chuckle at this, okay? It's worth a chuckle at the very least. Three ducks walk into a bar. The bartender asks the first duck, what's your name? The duck answers, my name is Huey. 
Bartender says, hello, Huey. How's it going? I've been doing what a duck does, in and out of puddles. Can't complain. Bartender looks at the second duck and says, hey, what's your name? Second duck says, my name's Dewey. Well, hello, Dewey. How's it going? I've been doing what a duck does, in and out of puddles. Can't complain. Bartender looks at the third duck and says, well, you must be Louie. How was your day? The third duck says, no, I'm puddles. <laughs> you know you chuckled. You know you did. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.